All right. Well, welcome back to episode, I believe this is nine of the Tony's Talks podcast. I'm here, Jeremy. Is it really nine? I'm Jeremy. And yes, that's Jenna. I thought it was seven. No, I believe it's nine. (laughs) John and Uncle John. Hi, how are y'all? Uncle John? No. I'm not Uncle John. I'm going to go around the table. Jenna, how you been? Not yet, anyway. Um, I got to be honest, I'm a little groggy. I didn't think the time change would affect me that much, but I think staying up till 5 a.m. the night we get returned from Seattle was not good, so I'm a little tired. Jenna was like sending her Wordle in the group chat at like 4.30. <laughs> I was like, hello. <laughs> Down bad. Well, somebody has to see it at that time. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, Uncle, how you been? This is your next. I've missed my crew. They were half gone while they were enjoying Seattle. We were half gone, all right. And John? Just living out here, you know? Um, Join this comfy couch. Happy to be back for another ep. It's been a few weeks since we last recorded. We were going to try and get one in before the Super Bowl. Didn't really make sense. So congratulations to the LA Rams. I definitely knew they were playing in the Super Bowl. and uh, Not the 49ers. They ended up beating the Cincinnati Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Congrats on that. Um, I did want to have one conversation about the Super Bowl. And I don't know if this is... I feel like it's become less important. The halftime show? Well, yes, we can do the halftime show as well. I was going to start with any kind of commercials. That if, if you guys don't think there are any commercials we're talking about, we don't have to do this. Um, we can just go into the halftime show. What do you guys think? You see anything that was funny? There were a couple like decent ones. but I like the Uber Eats one. When people were eating like diapers and like Jennifer oh. Coolidge was like eating her lipstick. It was just that was pretty creative and funny. It says eat. There was yeah, there was more people in it. That was like there was something where I was and like, was, Oh, that was a good thing, but I can't remember what it is now. I wish I could remember which crypto company it was too, but the ones yes. that just put the QR code on the T V for thirty seconds. I think it was uh it wasn't crypto.com. Crypto.com had a good commercial though, I forget. They all, they all, it's was like big. It. Crypto was really big at the Super Bowl. It did oh. cost millions of dollars, over $5 million, the commercial. A lot of crypto. Yeah, I think it was Coinbase, I think, if I remember correctly. But I could be wrong on that, so don't, don't quote me. But LeBron James had, is, had that commercial with like his younger self. Uh, which my family, up. my family misinterpreted that. Like They thought it was his son that was like... Well, but he does have a son that's like playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't him in the commercial. Yeah, I mean, it went over my head. So that's kind of an interesting topic. I mean, we don't need to go into it super depth. What, do you, what but, are you thinking? Break it down. Um, no, I just think it's cool because his son, Bronny James, is, I believe, eligible for the upcoming NBA draft. I heard that too somewhere. And LeBron's basically said... You know, if you want me to come to your team, draft my son because he's been very vocal about the fact that he wants to be able to play with his son in some capacity before he retires. Has that, that ever happened? Be, that would be so cool. I don't know that there's ever been. We're coming out here with no father-son tandem. I mean, I'm sure it's maybe happened in professional sports, but you think about the longevity; it's like it's it's very rare that you see that. So, I think that would be pretty neat. Um, even if it's just kind of like his last dance or whatever, he plays for a season with And he must have been Bronny. a young father because if his son's almost 20 and he's still playing in the NBA. Well, he's, he's like, how old is he? 42, 43? Yeah, LeBron's 40-something. We'll I'll find out. Uh, but you guys, don't, don't let me just do this. How old is LeBron James? Okay. LeBron James. Oh, I beat Siri. 37. 37. 37. She almost beat me. That's younger than I thought he was. Wait, so. Much younger. How old is Bronny James? LeBron James Jr. is 17 years old. 
So they're exactly. He was twenty so when he, he was, was 20. twenty when he okay. had Bronny, and he has another son as well, and maybe a daughter. But um, yeah, I think he's eligible for the draft because I don't know if you have to be eighteen to be drafted. I would imagine that would be yeah, cool. I like seeing um, like you see it a lot in like the NHL. Like a lot of siblings play, not always together. The Sedin brothers are kind of. Yeah, one w- of the only. Well, that was extremely unique too because they were also drafted two and three overall. That was a big deal too. Oh, Eli and Pete Peyton. Oh, no. yep. oh well, yeah. Well, that's, that's yep. Like I mean, they didn't play together, but they were both quarterbacks. Yeah, so. but hockey, the, yeah, player brothers play together in hockey a lot. The Sedin twins were like the face of the Vancouver Canucks for quite a while. Yeah, and, and it was pretty unique. Too. Yeah, and then the Bruins absolutely whooped them <laughs> in 2011 Cup Final. Sure. Yeah, not well, really whooped them. We were out in Vancouver and we Kinda saw a Cubs them. fan. I mean, a little. Bar we were at, he was like, I was rewatching. We're still talking about 2011. I was rewatching recently all of the. I'm pretty sure it was just like every goal scored by the Bruins in the, in the run to the t- Cup in 2011. Yeah, in the it's run, a big but. Video. But like when you, but I guess I didn't, I mean, how old was I? Like 12? I was like 12 when we won, but. 12. 12. But it was, it was not as much of like a blowout, I would say. Like we were on the verge of elimination, like multiple, multiple, multiple times. In, yeah, it was. Like throughout the whole run. Like I just, I felt like we were like, just like getting by by like the skin of our teeth throughout it, which I didn't really realize, but makes it even cooler. they played. They run. played against Vancouver. They played against Tampa. They played against Montreal. So I think three. I was going to say Philly. Yeah. So I think it was three. Because that was the year. We swept the Flyers. I think that was the year was after. It wasn't. When did we? It sweep was the, the year th- after that they they were up three nothing and lost four straight to lose to the Flyers. They when swept did, them the following year. When did we sweep the Penguins? Was that 2013? Oh no, that was. So this, we're going to we get. Swept we're get the we're penguins, really getting off topic here. We but, swept the Penguins when. When it was 2013. Vi- when was Vine 2013. was still a thing, because yeah. I made a Vine no, about yeah. it. I literally, I kicked a, I kicked a stuffy, anim- a stuffed animal of a penguin. That was. Anyway, we don't want to. People anyway, who don't anyway, aren't interested anyway. in hockey probably don't want to hear Sorry. about this. Well, though, this is an uncle tie-in because there was one year where, for my birthday, I think oh, yeah. it was I the year that they beat the talking. penguins that was in the playoffs because you got me a really nice birthday cake. That had like the little penguin on it, and then the big bear. Oh, I remember that. Remember I don't that? remember it, but I saw a picture of it. Because we had birthday dinner there. at Marchetti's, and you had gotten that really nice cake. Oh wow! I got many. I got one that was shaped like a. We'll hockey have to show boot. this to Uncle again. Hockey too. skate. Remember but that one? We'll put it Uncle up in the video. Is the cake to boss. Sure. I used to be when they were. <laughs> Speaking of hockey skates. Oh <laughs> my God! All right. It's so if segue. you just want to get into it, we can just get into it, I guess. We'll start off by saying that Uncle is wearing some Seattle Kraken merch that we got him while we were out in Seattle, yes. and I'll just do a little background to what we were actually doing. We went out to Seattle this past week uh, to watch the Bruins play the Seattle Kraken, the NHL's thirty-second franchise, who is playing their f- team is playing their first season right now, uh, and we wanted to make sure that we were there for the first time. The Bruins traveled to Seattle because we're big hockey fans. It's just what we do. We like to gear our trips around hockey. So we went out there. We had planned this week-long stay in Seattle. Me, my brother, John right here, obviously, and Jenna and our father. The four of us went out there, and we checked our bags. Well, excuse me. We, we had we were relatively smart travelers. We do could, a carry- I ex- could I explain this, babe? We do a carry-on and a backpack on the plane, but we had to check one bag with our skates in it, and Jenna can take it from here. Well, okay. The reason that we checked our 
checked our skates in the first place was because we were planning on going public skating at the Kraken uh, practice facility. Which we went and did. Thank you, sweetheart. Um, we did indeed do that. Um, but that was the only reason that we even checked a bag because we all had carry-ons anyway. Um, but because we had that checked bag, we were like, you know, throwing some extra stuff of ours into it as well. And one of those things just so happened to be a vintage Rayborg jersey with a very high sentimental value uh, to Jeremy's dad, Jeremy and John's dad. Um, but so we land in Seattle, the bag is checked, right? Um, and the pilot or the flight attendant, someone, someone said over the announcements when we landed that we were running like five minutes late. So people who had connections, like they, they wanted us to basically sit and let those people get up and go and just get to their connecting flights. Understandable. We weren't in a rush, whatever. So we're like one of the last people off the plane and we stopped at the bathroom on the way back. And then we also had to like search for our luggage, like our carousel for the baggage claim. And by the time we got there, uh, the bulk of our flight had already come and gone through there and gotten their bags and left. But we, there were like three bags left on the claim on the baggage claim, and none of them were ours. So you actually talked to the people. So yeah, so I went to the nice guy at the desk for the airline, which I guess I don't need to involve in this, which airline it was. Cause no, they, I think we should. I don't think it was. Okay, I, I'm going to say no, because they were all, they were as helpful as they could have been in the process. It wasn't really, it's more about the airport design and the lack of security at these airports. And obviously we were flying in a SeaTac, the, you know, international airport between Seattle and Tacoma. And, um, the baggage claim is just like sitting right next to the street. So, basically what happened we now know because we have video or footage video footage of it um that so it was taken there people were there and just like the guy it was two people working together i'm bumbling through the story our bag was stolen off the baggage claim in the time it took us to get off the plane and to the baggage claim right so that was how we started our trip which kind of sucked, and we did some math. And we're talking about four hockey pairs of hockey skates and two NHL jerseys. Yeah, so t- to some people, not very valuable, but to us, extremely valuable, especially considering Jeremy you, had just bought a new pair of skates. Yeah, I had only worn my skates twice, and they got stolen, so that's sick. And I had only worn my skates four times. Anyone who, <laughs> knows anything, anyone who knows anything about the price of hockey skates can understand how much that cost, but... Um, yeah, so that's how we started our trip. Didn't start on a high note at all. But it ended on, I guess, a good high note. Yeah, no, I mean, the game, the Bruins won the game. We had a great time there. We just happened to bump into the president of the Seattle Kraken while we were at the practice facility. We were wearing our Bruins jerseys, and I think he liked inter- enjoys interacting with <laughs> He never, I don't think he knew that we knew who he was, he, which was well, yeah, kind of the good part about up it. Up until 30 seconds beforehand, three of the four of us didn't know. And I kind of <laughs> told... Ah, you deserve that. You deserve that. When did you bump into him in the bathroom or something? No, so his name, I guess I can tell you. His name is Todd Lewicki. He's the president of the team. His brother is actually, his name is Tim, and he helped, he, his his construction company uh, renovated Kiki Arena into what is now cray cray because there are two brothers, two regulars who are named Tim and Tom. I feel like Tim and Tom, he's Todd. Oh, Todd. Oh, never mind. Rats. But anyway. Uh, Cancel that. I feel like the double T is probably pretty cool. I'll just stop. Anyway, so he's like no small figure to be just running into at the practice facility. So that was kind of cool. But the key thing that he was, the reason he was there was because 
a lot pretty much all the offices right. of those higher ups within the Seattle Kraken work within that building which I which I have no idea that's not a thing at Warrior um no they have offices there I don't know that they permanently work there that she's talking about the Bruins practice facility yeah but um no I mean it's so it's a brand new facility that they renovated for this team John I'll let you talk in a second if you were trying to but um they have three sheets of ice there one where the team practices primarily three sheets to the wind and then there's two other ice surfaces that they use for like men's league and public skating and other stuff um so it's it's awesome it's brand new and it was very fun to skate there it was cool just to see it all but John yeah I was just going to add so as Jenna was alluding to like the whole of the Seattle Kraken's hockey operations have their offices there in the practice facility. And after we did our little public skating, they have a restaurant upstairs that we went up to, to have lunch. And that's where we ran into Todd and the nice gentleman that was hosting there was giving us a whole rundown on like everything that goes on in the complex or whatever. And then we got to our seats at our table and Todd Lewicki, who you mentioned was sitting a couple tables down and he obviously, probably assumed that we didn't know who he was we were wearing Bruins, um, mostly Bruins merch yeah. i had my mcavoy jersey on jeremy had his jersey on i think uh yeah i didn't have a jersey on because it got stolen right so. right 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 right, right. so anyway great time flight was awesome uncle Ch- chime in if you you haven't spoken in a minute I miss my family get that mic right gone. up in your face again I, I got a nice jersey out of it well it's not a I jersey i got to babysit the sister for me clear our throat before we <clears throat> You sound a little froggy over there. Had to shovel their driveway because they weren't there. We did miss the snow. We mi- There was a snowstorm. We missed it, yeah. which we were pretty lucky because we were landing at midnight on Friday, like 11.55 Friday night. Um, and luckily, the snow had canceled. Had, um, not really gotten in our way of landing, which was I good. I mean, it's a little hairy because, like, it was, the storm was literally leaving Boston as we were coming in on the plane, and the pilot kind of had to do a bit of a circle and really drop the plane down slow and under the clouds. But because th- those situations are always a little scary, uh, not scary, but it, you know, you can kind of tell that the weather is having an effect on the landing, and that can be a little nerve wracking. But anyway. yeah, I was just, I was just like. I was just reading the whole time, just trying to keep my mind <laughs> off of it. Well, they literally I had, get really freaked out. They had a whole fleet of vehicles on the airstrip itself, like shoveling off different parts of the. It was icy? Runway. Good thing that the, the they were able. Oh to yeah, land. you were in the window on the way back. So yeah, you well, were, I was watching the whole thing. Oh yeah. yeah, he yeah. I was just reading the Seven Husbands of yeah. Evelyn Hugo, trying to get my mind, trying to keep my mind away from that because I'd freak myself out. Yeah. I basically have to break Jeremy's hand every time we take off and land oh, on a God. plane. That's <laughs> definitely true. It's just my least favorite part. Like the fit, like the. F- I'm the, the physics, same way. The physics of a plane have not ever and will never make sense to me the fact that that plane we're just on like this little you a flight denier this little runway and the fact that like the plane just like lifts and just just fly <laughs> like it just i don't get it it's i just i don't get it i don't get it i never turbulence is a weird thing to me because it feels like you're like on a bumpy road but you're not on a road at all you know what i mean like it 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 blows my mind. I just, it never makes sense to me. So I get freaked out when we take off and land. And well, you're not that is the majority so. of the thing that people hate. I thought we were going to fly right off the edge of the earth. And I chew know, a whole lot of gum. And everything. <laughs> Uncle, how was your week while we were gone? Very eventful. As usual, I did a lot of OT. 
So you just worked. You didn't want to think about us being gone, yes. so you just worked the whole time? No, it was people that are on the verge of termination, so they didn't show up to work. So I picked up a few extra shifts here and so there. You're making, you're making some money then. To pay off for my remodeling bathroom. Yes, you got you a new bathroom. Between my nephew, Jeremy, mm-hmm. their father, John Sr., and my nephew, Michael, and my niece, Sandra. It's all done. Yeah, that was... Uh much need of renovation. It looks nice. So yes, it looks awesome. Nice and clean and big. What did you What did you do this whole week when you didn't have that? Well, you didn't, it wasn't the whole week, but those few days. I ate a lot. I ate at the Perigos twice. Picked Just up twice? Logan once from hockey. Did you like go swimming. out and shower in the in the bay? No, I had to use public restrooms at work. There, you okay. Showered in our maybe downstairs and at your parents' house once, mm-hmm. and my house twice since I. The bathroom's been fixed. Logan, Logan did have, I guess I can consider this under a listener question. Logan did have one question that we wanted to ask on here. It's a little question you came up with. It was uh, directed at Uncle, Uh-oh. I think. But it was, what is your earliest memory? I feel like we've done this before. No, we, we might have done it on the regular Circa. video, but we didn't do My it here. My earliest memory? Yeah, talk to the podcast. If someone saw the video and we put it in there, that's fine. But just, yeah. Okay. What's the first thing you remember about life, Uncle? Life? Yeah. Walking through the pasture in California and stepping on cow manure with my grandfather. Barefoot, just to, like seeps between your toes. I think I had baby shoes on. I must have been like three years old. Oh. Then I remember my first day of kindergarten, I wouldn't let my mother's legs leave my hands. I tortured her. So you you were one of those kids when it came down to like being separated from your parents on your first day of kindergarten. Well, let's you were face like, it. Yeah, Ma, there was no preschool, no Twinkie school. I just... Got separated at four years so and eleven loud. months from my mother, so I just freaked. What's Twinkie school? Like twink, twins? Tw- what do you call that? When they're three years old and Logan still went in to, diapers. <laughs> Logan went to Twinkie oh, school. Yeah, little God, tykes. Because there was no preschool back what in the was it called? in the late sixties. The old, We maybe. Three program. Nineteen sixty nine. There was no preschool that maybe I knew that's of. That's why he's getting mailers from Brown. But that was one of the earliest memories I have. Jeremy, was what's your earliest memory? Yeah, Jeremy, what's your earliest? Brown's not in California, Jeremy. The one-year happy John. birthday party. Hello, oh, Jeremy. My, my earliest memory? Do you remember the one-year birthday party you had? No, I don't. But my parents love to bring this up because apparently I just cried the whole time. You we cried. You had a serious meltdown. My grandmother bought me this beautiful, like, custom-made party hat that said Jenna's first birthday. And it was, like, this beautiful, like, satin-coated, like... You know, like the triangle type mm-hmm. party hat, cone shape. And it had like feathers and glitter and all of that. And it was so beautiful. I had such a nice cake. And I was just being such a little brat, brat the whole time. Brat. Rats. Yeah, no, I, I broke my arm when I was five. Um, <laughs> Tell us how, Jeremy. <laughs> power Rangers. It's not my first memory. Was but it it's the, the Power Rangers? It's, not, it's probably not my first, but like it's one of the more vivid memories of my childhood. I still don't remember. I mean, I don't remember it that well. But we were, yes, yeah, so the point of it was we were playing tug of war on a couch, similar to this one sitting in front of us now. And I was on one was end, futon, and my actually. father and John were on the other end. Sure, it was a futon. And they both let go of this blanket that we were pulling on, and I didn't let go of it. And I went flying backwards and slammed my elbow on the floor or something. It was on the edge of the little entertainment center where we had the TV. So, yeah, five years old, and I had a cast on my arm. Um, it wasn't child I- abuse. I've broken other bones. I broke my collarbone when I was like in sixth grade playing hockey. But the only time I really, that's only like, it was just a hairline fracture when I fractured my collarbone. I, the only like real limb that I broke was that. Never so. broken a bone. I don't recommend it. 
it's not a great time. I'll keep that in mind. The yeah. one bone I've broken was my wrist. I broke it during a hockey tryout one year and ended up making the team. But then I like couldn't play for a few months. So that was fun. I think I might have broken a pinky toe, but I'm pretty sure when that <laughs> happens, you don't. It yeah. heals by I mean, I've like yeah. broken a finger before, but that's it's hardly... I probably have. I played basketball. Yeah. And I ironically pretty, hate basketball. Had some pretty gnar- gnarly jams back I, in the yeah, day. Yeah, I hate basketball. Like, like, like out of the four major sports, it's the it's number four for me. I don't hate it. It's a, I guess right, a strong I'll word. I'll just see myself. No, that's not why I'm saying the this. The one freaking sport That's that not I what play. I'm saying. You like hockey, too. But anyway. I My bl- niece, Sandra, was an awesome basketball player, but that was one of her least, um, you know, sports that she excelled in she played everything from she, volleyball soccer yeah, she was basketball tendered, like division one swimming volleyball offers yes her cousin sandra but she missed it to take care of my father when he was battling an illness wow that's you know. i think i have an earliest memory what is it so the only reason i think it's my earliest memory is because i was only three when my grandfather died but oh this that's a yeah that's a good usually when someone dies it's like well like so I have to assume that a memory I have with him is pretty early on, but I remember like sitting at my grandparents' house and Jeremy, you never actually saw my grandparents' house, did you? No. No, because I was in in Franklin. Anyway, um, I we were sitting in, in their living room. It was like Christmas or something. Like everybody, like my cousins and aunts and every and uncles, everybody was there, and. I don't know why, but I just remember like sitting on my grandfather's lap and being like, what's that buzzing? What's that noise? And it was his hearing aid. And no, but I remember like he took out his hearing aid and showed it to me and like held it up to my ear. And it's like, it's very quick. It's not that vivid, but it is. Uh, I a do. Core memory? Yeah, I distinctly remember remember that. It's one of the only memories I actually have yeah. with him because I was really young when he passed. Me too. I was three or four when my grandfather passed. Yeah, both of our grandfathers also passed when we were young. So I'm thankful that I have that. Super weird thing, though. I guess I, I'll just bring this up really quick. And again, it brings us back to hockey. But the night our grandfather, our father's father, died was the same night that Ray Bork won the Stanley Cup, which is ironic because... Spooky. Yes, and he and for those who do know hockey, he didn't win it with the Boston Bruins. He had been traded, or he, he signed won it with with the Avalanche. He's correct. Bingo. I don't remember if it was a trade. I think he just signed there because he knew the Bruins weren't going to be in a position to win anytime soon. And the night he finally won his Stanley Cup, this was a huge deal for even Bruins fans, even though it wasn't with the Bruins. Uh, was the night that he passed. My father was in the hospital, and you know he was my. I think he was my grandfather's favorite player. Um, definitely my father's. And uh, it was just a very that's weird the jersey that's now been stolen. Right, and then obviously that jersey, that his jersey from all the way back in his time playing with the Bruins is now. I think gone. I didn't put that. T- I knew that story, but I did not put that together. Yeah. So that makes the jersey situation. So while we were in Seattle, that jersey worse. was stolen, yeah. which has a tie-in even more because you know. And, kind of to bring it full circle, um, when the Bruins were most recently in Colorado playing a few weeks ago now. Our cousin Emily oh, that is gave funny birth too. to yeah. her son, Theo Robert. Little Theo. Who shares the middle name of our grandfather and her father. Yeah. Was born the night the Bruins were playing in Chicago, uh, in Colorado. Did which they is win? funny. Which is, no, they lost. Which is, which is cool because, because Emily and her husband Ben always made it. Like, at least as far as I know, they always made it a point to go to the game, the yeah. game in Colorado when the 
when the Bruins were playing. I don't really remember them going to many other games except when the Bruins were actually playing. So it's cool that just a weird. Thing. There's a really cute picture of little Theo with a little, with some Bruins merch on, <laughs> and I bought him a little hoodie for when he's like it's it's not gonna fit him until he's like one. But the hoodie was too cute to pass up. So so if you believe in that sort of thing, then that's a little something for you. Karma. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wonder if I use karma as the right word there, but it's kind of an oh, yeah, interesting yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, they're coming for you. You know? Yeah. Um, all right, so tongue. to step off of, we're going to jump into a little world news stuff here. Okay. And um, Can we at all talk about Wordle? What do you mean? We've talked about Wordle before. When it first started getting popular, oh, we, we talked did? about Sorry, it. Yeah. did you say Wordle news? So we're, we're like ahead of the trend on this whole Wordle thing. Oh, like okay. We were talking about it weeks ago, but... Yes, um, I was going to bring up Russia and the Ukraine because I think it's something we should talk about on here, um, but I wasn't necessarily going to jump right into that, but why don't we just do it? Uncle, what are your thoughts on this? Obviously, Russia has been now inside Ukraine, inside their capital uh, for multiple days now. I think now. two things It's dangerous. First of all, they have a very unstable president. Secondly, he's already arming his generals or whatever to prepare the weapons if they ever need to use any of them. Right. I think most people aren't interested in a war where Russia's yes. just taking over a country yes. because of resources, but political strength. They use the guise of like that it was once part of Russia. I don't know. Meet the Press did say that. We promised never to go in there, but if things get ultimately bad, it's you never can It's just the general principle of one of you know the world's superpowers, frankly, invading a sovereign country. And kind of just strong arming them, and it's not a good look. It's kind of hard to watch, and I I don't like. Obviously, I'm not. I, I don't. You know, we don't live there. We don't. At, at the moment, as of right now, nothing about our daily lives has changed. So I'm not going to sit here and act like you know this is really affecting me in a negative way, right? But um, I will say that it's. So this is something that I've been like avoiding it. Like I haven't been on Twitter. It's really hard to go online and kind of be inundated with all of this information about it because it's like it is very scary. And like the prospect of, you know, them, you know, taking over Ukraine and potentially taking over other countries also is is very scary. But um, like Poland has been like talked about a lot um, with the potential of Russia wanting to invade them, which I, you know. Again, I, I, I'm really not well-read on this at all, but I just have heard something like that. And it, it's it's really sad to see because that's a place that I lived for three months and, you know, I'm assuming I'm related to, you know, people from there. I have to take a DNA test. I don't know. But, like, it's just hard. I, I've met, I met really good people when I was there and the fact that they're probably sitting, you know, sitting scared, like, probably a little bit freaked out right now is, is really upsetting to me and, like... It's just hard to see, and it's also kind of weird because I was supposed to go to Kiev for a trip when I was in Poland, when I was studying abroad before. This is 2019, like before any of this was really starting, and our flight got canceled, and we just had to cancel the whole trip, but in hindsight, it does kind of suck that like that might have been maybe my only opportunity ever, ever to go there should it continue to be you know for like a like you know a fun travel trip you know what i mean i don't think it would be very fun um to go there in the in the foreseeable future so that kind of sucks that that happened and putting it into like an american perspective too i mean russia is equally as far i mean on the opposite side of the country from here as is to like a lot of the european countries and that sounds hard to explain 
but like if they they're very close to Alaska, right? So it's almost like if they decided they wanted to invade Canada, you know, and then Canada's right on our border. That's basically what it'd be like if you're a country like Poland that is sitting right there and yes, you're like, okay, exactly. now these guys are like our neighbor and are they going to stop now? Or are they going to, you know, and, and, you know, I'm just trying to put it into a perspective where a lot of people can understand it, but it's almost like a country to our, our neighbor was taken over and, and by, you know, relatively hostile uh, major power. And it's a little different because Poland doesn't have as much say on the international stage as the United States does, but um, it's well, my, still a scary thing to think my about. Brother, my brother said something, you know, again, I, I am not well-read. I'm just going to make that abundantly clear that I don't really know what I'm talking about that much. But, um, you know, I think the second that Russia tries to go in on a country that is part of NATO, um, that's when the stuff is, is really going to start to go down. I don't know if... That's what they I said. Don't, well, I don't. I don't think, think that's wise of Russia at all. They really gotten this far because they weren't. But yeah, I don't think that's. I don't think that's wise of them. You know, from my little perspective. But um, that Ooh. that's the, not only is the concept of of you know Poland just for example, the concept of them being invaded in any way, um, personally is like scary and and pretty sad to me, especially considering the history that Poland has already gone through from World War Two. But I do think that should that happen um i think that we're in for a, a lot bigger fight than than what we see right now yeah and i mean i think even you know putin's smarter than to go that far this was a calc there was a calculation on his part to even do this in the first place and you could call them neo-nazis when the president is jewish yeah i mean Ukraine. He's obviously said some things that are just make no sense outrageous yeah and i mean i've heard people talk about I was I was watching the news a little bit on the flight back because I don't spend a ton of time actually just watching live news um, nowadays. But they were talking about some people near him, and I think they had the ambassador to the Ukraine, the U.S. ambassador to the Ukraine, on, and how he hasn't spoken directly to Putin, but people that he knows that have been around him feel like over the last year he's kind of slightly become unhinged. As much as he hasn't, you know, was he hinged to begin with is a different story. But um, it's it's a mess, and obviously we don't know where it's going to lead. No one does right now, so we're really just speculating, but putting it into his perspective. Because I, I really don't think people here necessarily take it as seriously as they should. At least some people. Obviously, it's a huge story, but so right before we started this podcast, I think there's been a couple like, you know, I, I want to look at the bright side of some, not the bright side, but you know, some of the more inspiring things that are happening because of this. Like I saw on Twitter um, that, you know, a former beauty pageant contestant, um, I don't, I think it was Miss, like Miss Ukraine, like something like that. She, she, there was a picture of her name's Anastasia something. I feel bad that I don't know her name, but there was a picture of her like competing, you know, as a beauty, like, you know, in beauty pageants and on one side and then another picture of her currently um, geared up and, you know, looking like she's, you know, ready to fight if she needs to and defend her country. And I think that not only her, but we've also seen Zelensky. Zelensky has not left. And I think that that's really commendable, especially I can't help but compare it not to bring American politics into it. But, you know, when you compare someone like him staying in a place like that at a time like this 
and then you see someone like from america like ted cruz like you know going to cancun in the middle of a snowstorm because he was like <laughs> that is too like much dropped of a, all the power in his state yeah like you know what i mean like i just think it's so commendable and inspiring to see people like who who do care so much for their country and i think that it's such a unique perspective that we could never have because america is so big and diverse that like to see another country have that yeah that mentality it's 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 cool to see and it gives me a little bit of hope yeah and you know we obviously hope for the best in the situation and we'll we'll talk about it if it develops further on the show too because i think it's something that we should talk about because it's important but yeah i have a feeling this this topic is not a one and done situation (laughs) i have a feeling this is going to be going for quite a while so but on some lighter stuff nick jonas and priyanka chopra (laughs) welcome the baby (laughs) what a transition And how lucky are we that we get to transition like that? Separated or something, or he didn't pronounce her as his wife and some. Well, there was some tea because Rosie O'Donnell, (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell had mispronounced. Like, no, she didn't even say that. She she said something like, "Oh, just like Nick Jonas's wife," or like. Sounds like Rosie O'Donnell. Some other. There was someone else who had the last name Chopra or Chopra. Chopra. Um that she just had assumed was Priyanka Chopra's father, and it was not. Like, she just assumed that it was another, you know, Indian-sounding name, and... Was she Indian? Oh, my God, that would be so embarrassing. Priyanka Chopra's Indian, Indian, yeah. Yes, okay. Thank God. That's what I thought, but... um, but like wasn't her and then she made some like back asked like backhanded apology and and it was kind of it was like not really respectful at all of rosie o'donnell but um but yeah they had a baby through a surrogate right which i did not know that which is not yes, what rihanna was, is doing yes priyanka did not did not have a baby did not have the baby but i believe it's still like it was her egg i think like Right. right is that that's how it works, how it works. like yeah. it's her they egg and his put it in yeah surrogate. someone else yeah okay correct yeah. As, as far as i know no you know i don't do that for that's a how kim anymore. kardashian um and kanye west had their last three kids because oh, is it really i don't think i knew that yeah kim kardashian was only pregnant once and she had really bad um preeclampsia which is when you have really really high blood pressure gotcha. during pregnancy and um it can be really dangerous for you and the baby so kim kardashian decided to have a surrogate um give birth to her three other kids so i think it's cool to see that happening a lot more because i think yeah yeah, i don't know just like a cool and people are open about it it's cool happy for them right is it a girl uh, I couldn't tell you. Maybe I looked it up in a second. This does. You did bring up Kim and Kanye, though. And, Yikes. Um, this has gotten really messy between the two of them. And d- I don't know if you guys have any comments on this. Uncle, you may have may not have seen They made the cover of a magazine that they've fallen in love. Kim and Kanye or Kim and Pete Davidson? Kim and Pete Davidson. Kim and Skeet? They found love. We He's stand, not in it for the money. We stand Pete Davidson. No, Pete shouldn't be in it for the money. He's got plenty of money himself. But I just feel like Pete Davidson is just like one of those people who's like, yeah, I don't know why all these hot girls keep coming after me, but like, what What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Say no? What am I going to do? Say no? Turn like, gay? We, he is like what? Is. She wants to He's date happy. me? We get along? Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Well, Kanye was like posting photos of like his text with Kim on like instagram no, kanye's kanye is just off off talk about unhinged well and it's it is scary too because like she she and i believe i mean i think it was a very real screenshot that he sent that he posted but he she was like saying like you need to stop coming after him because like someone's gonna actually shoot him or something you know he feels like he could be in danger because yeah. you have a lot of loyal followers that'll do whatever 
whatever you want pretty much there's some mm-hmm. psychos out there mm-hmm. and it's like you need to cut it out with some of this pete stuff yeah. because you're gonna da- you put them in danger it's problematic because kanye is a very influential figure in just pop culture in general and it's been well documented that it's so you know we God, all go we have, anything ever happens to pete davidson the way this last couple of years has been yeah i mean we all you know protect mental pete health is is a spectrum right and a lot has been talked about kind of Kanye's struggles of late and whether he has people in his life that are truly have his best interests in mind and are trying to help and ultimately kind of hold him to account for some of what he's been spewing about like Pete and Kanye I mean and Kim rather but um it's just scary because yeah someone with that much influence that much power if there's no one really like checking him on it you know people are sympathizing with him and saying like oh Kanye's just trying to like fight for his family and this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, he's going about it in an incredibly toxic Yeah, I don't know how going after manner. Pete Davidson is protecting I his also, family. But. Something else to know is that this situation of, you know, someone like specifically a man being a little bit off the rails about how they're reacting to breaking up with a significant other, never mind the mother of their kids. Um, I think that it's an all too common reaction. Um, and I think that we don't really think about that a lot because we know Kim Kardashian, you know, she's been through a lot. She was robbed in Paris. Like she, she's very, she has high security. Like she's, she's protected and and that's great. But a lot of women who are in a situation like that don't always have, you know, a personal security detail. Right. And I think that's something important to talk about because, you know, she can be, because, there, there's for sure a mental uh, toll being taken, uh, for, you know, on Kim and on Pete and probably on Kanye as well. But the the threat of physical violence is a little bit mitigated because she's able to have herself protected. But that's not always the case with people like this. Right. But yeah, Pete I think wasn't it puts, the it case of the divorce. They got divorced not because of Pete. No. He just became her significant other. Yeah, they met on SNL. They kissed on live TV. Yeah, it sh- it sheds a light on, I guess, the very real uh, world issues that happen in a lot of the domestic violence uh, that happens around the country. Obviously, it's not just men on women. It can be women on men as well. But uh, in this case, obviously, it's not that way. And it should show the world that, like, you know, it doesn't really matter who you are. Like, everyone deals with this. Also, if I see one more person on Twitter try to say that Kanye is the reason the Kardashian and Jenner clan is successful... That's going to make me like lose my we mind. We knew who they were well before Kanye yeah, was Yeah, like picture. I, it blows my mind that, that someone could even think that that's a thing. You yeah, know. and I'm not a fan of yeah, I'm not like no, Kim look, and I'm the Kardashians not, yeah, not, not diehard Kardashian people but, here, but. Yeah, we like, we know as much as anybody else because we have the internet. But that, that also just, you know, just has general like. I guess uh, I don't know if I should go so far as to say like misogynistic undertones to it, but it's kind of like okay, Kanye's like the man that in like a very, validated well, in a very undertone. female dominated family. Yeah, and kind of like to to suggest that he's the reason for their success. I mean, you see this with celebrity couples all the time, and you kind of question whether something that visible can be authentic, or if people are kind of just yeah, they're marrying within their circle, like 
being involved with people of their status and it kind of yeah it also raises their status to be associated with someone that's you know as widely popular as like Kanye West but I mean it's a mutually or it was a mutually beneficial thing in that respect like obviously Kim Kardashian's Kim Kardashian has you know a comparable following to his so I think it's just kind of yeah it's kind of funny that people will make those comments it's like oh the only reason people like care about the Kardashians anymore is because of Kanye and yeah it's like, and the amount of traction the amount of traction that tweet had was honestly really shocking to me and I did not see as many people like going after that person who wrote it as I would have liked to like no like there was just not a lot of defense of them like yeah. like that I saw in that in that th- in that one single thread there are millions of threads on Twitter but like in that threat in that thread of of this you know long tangent that this person went on about that it had like you know t- almost 10,000 likes and you know the replies were mostly in support of it which which a I just feel like you don't know what you're talking about like but b I just don't think that's right but it was tough, tough to see some heavy topics today yeah it's just i think the when you boil it down it's like you see people that are that visible kind of just airing out their dirty laundry for everyone to see and it it almost you know it reinforces that like this is an acceptable behavior for people to kind of engage in and it's like well just because so and so is doing it doesn't mean that it's like a healthy behavior you know what I mean? And I think that's part of the bigger issue here is that like... Could be his ego. Oh, if Kanye West can spew this bullshit about Kim Kardashian, then, then like so can anyone I. can say anything about anyone and it threatens, <laughs> you know, people again to your point about like that don't have that support stru- you know, system in place. It's like... Uncle, you got... before scary. You, Uncle, you have any thoughts on this? You ever watch the Kardashians? Well, I've, everybody in America knows something about them, how they, the billionaires, some of them, one of the richest women in the world with her lines of other stuff, like whether it's makeup or clothing, I guess. But back to Kanye, a lot of people that once they lose a woman in their life for whatever reason, don't want somebody else to have her. Just they want to possess her like I'm sure that's object. what some of it is. Not, not that it's justified. It's definitely no, not. No, not, definitely not justified, but it's like, I do have an idea of something a bit lighter to talk about that Absolutely. I would love to hear Uncle's opinion okay. on, um, or like Uncle's initial reaction on is "Love Is Blind." Oh. I think the concept <laughs> is very interesting, <sighs> and I would like to hear what he thinks about it. Are you familiar with this, Uncle? You sighed. "Love Is Blind" for me. So, so no, no. Let him. I want the initial concept first, and then we can talk about. There's a show too that has to do with this. Do you believe "Love Is Blind"? In my perspective, in my love life. Definitely, because the people that I've cared for a lot have thought of other people better, but I think their love is blind. I think I would have been a better catch. Definitely. Yeah, I think so. You have a great personality, Uncle. And a great You're very caring. So Family. So the love itself isn't blind. They're just blind to the love. So the show Love is Blind is all about people who essentially go on this speed dating type of thing where there's, you know, X amount of guys and X amount of girls and they're put into these things called pods where they can't see each other when they're initially speaking to each other. Oh, like the dating game back in the 70s. Sure. I wasn't I alive back then. Sorry. But no, it's, I, trust, I trust you. Okay. So they put them in rooms where they cannot see each other. There's like a bunch of them together. Say it's like eight women and eight men, and they all go on dates with each other. They try to figure out 
who's most compatible right right and and they eventually get to the point where they meet each other in person you didn't go this far right no so but the key detail here is that uncle you need to so you as as you know a guy in this situation yes you would have to propose and be engaged to the girl on the other side of the wall without ever having seen her previously oh. and the only way that you can meet each other and see each other is if you are engaged and committed to to each other to getting married oh and so the first couple episodes are about them not seeing each other not knowing what they look like and then once you get engaged, you get to have your first look at them and meet them, and then you get to go on a tropical, fun vacation. Right. And you know, you got you kind of go through all the motions of moving in together, meeting each other's families, planning a wedding, and then actually getting married. So it's like the Bachelor or Bachelorette. A little bit. Or you don't see them, except you but can't yes, see, see them. them yeah. And the couples are already paired off pretty quickly. So what what do you think of that concept? You think it would actually work, Uncle Tony? Well, it would work if, if people don't object to the appearance part of the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. does it meet their standards? Or is it and, and, and as far as this goes, they cast relatively like attractive people. I wouldn't say they're supermodels or yes, anything, yeah. but they're all like, no one's going to be like Hurt dramatically by offended. By That's the what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Anything. That's the low ball. Which is it's just a hard thing to navigate, right? Because, yes. you know, like they should just be putting anyone in there but and i don't i don't mean this in a bad way like everybody that's on that show is like pretty average like pretty yeah. and like it's that's kind of saying. and it's kind of nice to see that because like the girls like yeah they get all dolled up but it's they don't like the bachelorette people are just crazy yeah, beautiful there's like a crazy very, unrealistic right. like but i think the people on here you know i think it's a much more so like it's not about money looking, their jobs like, or their yeah. you know professional well their gonna, jobs they can talk about anything i mean they can even if they want to get into like describing their physical appearances but it's the, the point of that is to not the point of the show is to not do that and we did see a little bit of it uh on this one i've, I've never watched the first season but the second uh, season came do you out. think you're like light enough for me to be able to hold you at a music festival yeah that was really if anyone's watched love is blind you know what i was talking Shake, about get but, it together man but we watched the whole season at least jen and i did john caught the kind of the end of the second season so he watched it with us and um, if you haven't watched the first season, though, I do it, recommend it. I, they're both very good. I think I might have liked the first season a little bit better than this year. Well, yeah, I, maybe I'll have to watch the first season, but I, we recommend it. It's an interesting concept. Some couples do end up getting married. You can say no at the altar and walk away from a whole wedding if you choose to. Um, I mean, again, something important to does note. Happen. It's a, it's a reality show. It's very overproduced. Yes. It's very like very set up. There's a lot of things that production omits from you know some of the things that we like witnessed on the show. It's like that came out of left field for us. Like that, like oh, if some like you know someone says no at the altar, that came, that comes out of left field for us. But it definitely they cut did out not, like two days of the couple right. Fighting it definitely didn't come out of left field for yeah. the person standing up there. So I think they use that as more of a shock value for the audience. But um, just, you know, take that kind of stuff with a grain of salt. But I do I do find myself when especially the first couple episodes when I'm watching, like watching these two people speak to each other and develop an emotional connection before they see each other is usually my favorite part of the show. It like literally makes me smile and makes me like right. makes my heart glow because it is cool to see it happen. Like before any of that superficial BS comes into the mix of it, I really do think that when it's just two people who are dedicated, you know, who are there for the same reasons, 
it's it's cool to watch and it's an interesting concept and it's also very interesting to see how much that can change once you see a person right i think there are certain people that like genuinely going in go into it having bought into the idea of the experiment and they do it for the right reasons but yeah at the end of the day it's it's reality tv and it's kind of just like clickbait shock value tv and i i don't like think it's realistic to i mean people go on blind dates all the time but it's not blind in the sense that you don't see the person you during the date it's sure. just you get set up blind you know what i mean so it's kind of like it's just not something that really reflects the reality of how you come to meet someone and learn about them and like because even if it's like sure it's predicated on this emotional intellectual connection you could just sit in there in that box and spew all this bs about yourself and just say all the right things you think the person on the other side wants to hear but then in practice when you actually have to like move in with someone and go through the motions like that's not real life like that's not how these things happen well and i mean so a lot of people a lot of them are going into it with kind of like a genuine interest in finding love so to do that to themselves would kind of be like defeating the purpose of what they're there for but um and i don't really see that happening for the most part so but to be perfectly honest it's like it makes me wonder whether people are actually going there because they think that there's some prospect of them actually finding love through this, or it's just kind of like a means to like say, Hey, Oh, I was on like this reality show and like, it was cool. And you know, you're kind of, you wonder if they're just kind of clout chasing because it just doesn't seem like something that's ever going to really yield a good result. But yeah, well it's like I said, we don't want to spend too much time on it, but definitely worth uh, the watch and uh, see for yourself, but it is an interesting concept, and I'm not really into reality shows, and I found it interesting, so take that for what it's worth. Um, anyway, we're gonna finish up here. We're starting to run a little, little bit long. Um, you had mentioned something about the halftime show of the Super Bowl. Oh, I we could. Do you want to talk about the halftime show? I didn't show? watch the game, but I thought maybe you guys did you didn't catch watch it at all. Did you watch the halftime show? No. Okay. Well, then we probably don't need to get into it too much, but. Um, is there anything I you want? It was great. Anything that's been on your mind, Uncle? Anything you've seen in the news or anything you want? To I talk heard about that. Bit? I didn't know. I forgot that they don't get paid for it in financial, but in the aspect of being out there, they get a lot of benefit and a lot of offers to. Do they not? I mean, I guess continue on. I think they definitely get except for Snoopy Bog. Snoopy, Snoopy Dog. Bog. <laughs> Snoop Dog. Snoop Dog did great. Was already out there, but I, Mary, Mary J. Blige, she hadn't been around. We're in a while. through so the cranberry f- bug. What do you feel about some of these performers? Then I mean, you you're familiar with them, right? Yes, I mean they were from around. the '80s, early '80s, '90s, and I have heard of them, but not being a great dancer or a dancer at all, I really didn't get into two there. You know, you weren't out there dancing. No, Fifty Cent. I was watching my friends dance. I thought it was a really good mix that reached across a lot of, a lot of generations. Like, um, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, so getting to see him, and then also getting to see Snoop Dogg, and then also getting to see Mary J. Blige, and also Dr. Dre, and Fifty Cent. Like, it was just, it was, it was a really man that's kept himself relevant for so long. Snoop Dogg. I mean, he's like well past a lot of artists. He's even. I love Snoop Dogg. Love him. Yeah. I love his Martha vibe, Stewart. his energy. Yes. He's just a good. He just he's he just, goes all 
areas. He's so chill. He's so talented. He's so fun. I, I love, love how people post like of him outfits. smoking beforehand as if it's like not the only thing he does all Shocking. day, every day. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Snoop Dogg smoking right before he goes on stage. Like, yeah. He cooks what I'm Martha surprised he wasn't Stewart. smoking on stage. <laughs> yeah. I, look, I... I thought it was a great performance. Um, I think people who um, spoke really poorly about it, it's like, I, I, I Ooh, don't... We don't like those people. I just don't like the idea of people insulting something else just because it's not their type of music. Like, I think rap and hip-hop already is, like, kind of a polarizing music subject for music genre for a lot of people. Like, especially my parents who are, you know, in their, like, 60s. It's It's not what they listen it's to. not yeah it's not their vibe like my dad ha- wanted nothing to do with it but i think that there's a difference between you being like yeah it just wasn't wasn't my type but like you know still so a performance is a performance versus like i've seen people call it like shameful disgusting just like rock and roll when elvis and was all of around. that and yeah. like that's really frustrating to see because they're showing his legs he's dancing and especially stage. in a lot and and, and I, something that i I think is really important is that a lot of the word like a lot of those songs were like not completely rewritten but you know were re some of the parts of them are rewritten so that not only was more palatable yeah not every five seconds it's gonna be like blocked like you know right blocked out or censored in any way for a national audience right but i think that that was really cool too because a lot of those songs did have words that you can't say on live tv but I don't know. I thought, it, but it still sounded really good to me. Well, so. I think that's the point of it too. Is like they, I don't want to say neutered because that feels a little harsh, but they definitely mellowed the songs out a little bit to the point where it's like, are you still complaining about this? Like, what, right, what's exactly. your problem? You know. But regardless, it's been around for close to thirty white. years. Yeah. Oh, what? Rap and hip hop about been around for over around say, thirty years. About, and we all start talking. Sounds about white. Right. Anyway. Um, last segment, Tony's horoscope of the day. Uh-oh. Hell yeah! One of my favorite things to do around here. <sighs> oh, this is gonna be a good one. Tony's too. horoscope. This is from horoscope.com. If anyone wants to fact, it's a very reliable. Well, I sound, my sounded reliable. To year me. I work tomorrow, so let's see if this is a good <laughs> well, one. Well, I don't know if this, this might not be able to relate direct, directly to your life. Horoscope. Soon, yeah, I'm just gonna read it. If you're taking a trip anytime soon, you can expect to experience a powerful attraction for someone you meet along the way. This will definitely make your journey more interesting. However, the friendship might not survive the trip. You may be from opposite sides of the country, and one or both of you could be involved with other people. Nonetheless, if neither of those restric- uh, restrictions applies, it's worth pursuing. Go for it. Oh. So I don't know if you're traveling anytime soon. Uncle needs to go to California. I right am going to California. I'm going to book, book a flight to California right now. I've only been there like 25 times in my lifetime. People should comment. Should we get Uncle on a it's dating website a or something? Should we get Uncle like out there mingling with the folks? Uh-oh. <laughs> I want to see if this is something We'll save that for what? Episode? Podcast? The what? people would be interested Uncle in. Uncle makes Ten? a Tinder. Episode, nah, episode. I don't know if we need to put him on the Tinder, big, but like the I was big, thinking, the big five zero of Tony's talk. Something videos. more his speed, like eHarmony or like Christian Mingle or Mat- something. Match.com, farmersonly.com. Yeah. Not farmers only. Lonely and only. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good name. We should trademark Lonely that. And only. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we'll do that. We'll get him on some dating sites. Or Orbison had a song saying only the lonely. We stand on the fence. Uncle, do you, do you, I think do you uncle uh, could benefit from some like definitely internet friends. Not lonely Not per se, family wise. Well, uncle, I mean, this podcast that, is starting to get some traction. Well, I'm saying I think you could benefit from having like some internet friends and interactions like oh. no so, not, not in a weird no, way no i well, know that me, positive way i understand spin off of that and say 
I mean, how does it feel to you? And, you know, we're not a massive podcast right now. No, but no, no. How does it feel to you to, to know that there are people like in other countries that have listened to it? Give us an example of a country, Jeremy. Um, well, I think there's at least one. There's Nicaragua. Nicaragua, excuse Nicaragua. me. Nicaragua. I, I can't believe I just did that. Nigeria is what I meant to say. Um, I do have a lot of Nigerian co workers. This back to friends. something that Jenna and I have talked about in the past. But anyway, um, a lot of countries in Europe actually. Uh, actually, around that area of like Poland and like the That's eastern. A lot of Asian, uh, a lot of Asian countries too. Uh, the Philippines. Philippines is big, uh, but not just outside the U- U.S. Also, like uh, in California and the Pacific Northwest and some other parts like Ohio. Like, I mean, keep listening, folks. We love we, to see it. That this is my great yes. Way thanks of saying very we appreciate much. All the support from whoever is listening. But how does that feel, Uncle? To know that like it makes me feel great that people do look into other parts of the world and. At least take thirty seconds to listen to me. Open up your brain and find Which out. Sometimes of my it. family takes thirty minutes straight without a breath. breath. Uncle, yeah, come. at least we can pause a podcast. Am I right? <laughs> Uncle's brain is one big Pandora's box. Yeah. Truly, it's a box with no corners. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool no to corners. see. No ridges. <laughs> it's cool to see, especially like I, I, Jeremy and I are both admins for the Tony's Talks Facebook, so I get to see a lot of the stats of people following and yeah. liking and viewing and stuff. And, and we appreciate all yeah. of you. We got for the cameraman out there who hasn't come on camera today, it's Logan. Robert. Very nice to see. You don't want to come say hi for a sec, Logan? Just come show your face. Yeah, come show your face. Logan's had such a long week on school like vacation. The, this, he is just exhausted. This is the Logan I hear about all the time but never see. He has massive Sunday scaries right now, too. Excuse my mic. You're in the camera now. So. Yeah podcasting am i right guys tell, tell them where they can find, right. the podcast, so, can find the podcast logan yeah. youtube.com youtube.com apple you, oh, go ahead apple podcast spotify um right yes or wherever you listen to podcasts. you can also follow us at tony's talks on instagram on facebook Twitter. Twitter, we've done recently. Tony's Talks, T O K S. T O K S on TikTok. We're gonna try and up the TikTok content a little bit more. Uncle, get ready for that. Hey, maybe like, like or comment if you want to see some TikTok. Try to get some crowd engagement. Yes, here. crowd engagement. Also, if you want to see Uncle on dating websites, if you listen to th- this far. Yeah. Then you should definitely be commenting. Sorry, it, it, the podcast was pretty heavy today, but We're well, to the world the world is a little heavy right now. So that's it's a good heavy. way of putting it, Jenna. Thank you. Definitely heavy. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's no, just like no, you got. That's true. There's a lot. Like, we, there's a lot of stuff, stuff that we on. need to talk about, and yeah. I think it's. It a, wasn't around three weeks ago. We and I think it's a good thing that we have this platform, and I think it's a good thing that we have each other to be able to talk things out with and really. Maybe we'll have the rest of the crew in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, Darren we'll and Peter, what the heck? By the time we yeah, meet, oh, we'll be almost St. Patrick's Day. Also, you should attack Darren and Peter on social media for not being here. That's something you should definitely do. On blast. Just kidding. Don't do that. But Darren and Peter, we miss you. Anyway. Miss Pepper. I hope she's like, okay. Like, subscribe, comment. Thanks for watching. Episode 9 of the Tony Socks podcast. See you for episode 10 in the beginning and middle of March. Later. Thanks, Thanks. y'all. Peace. Bye.